match. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Sportsman. I'm The Big Ticket. And before we get into this week's episode, just want to break down what's going on here. I know you're seeing a 55-minute episode. You're saying, what the hell? The guys had no time this week. Well, actually, from now on, we're going to be breaking it up into two episodes each week. You're still getting two-plus hours of me and the guys but the first episode you're going to be getting each week is basically us recapping everything that happened last week, talking about last week's games, and then we're going to still do who's a problem and get into viewer questions. But now our second episode still going to be an hour plus. You're still getting two and a half hours, but that one, that episode coming out later in the week is going to be us previewing next week. Okay, then we're going to do a new segment, which I won't reveal yet, but we're going to have a new segment there, and we're still going to end with viewer questions. So you're getting two viewer questions, you're getting more of your questions answered, and you're getting two episodes of me and the guys. I think it's going to be great. We're going to give it a shot. You're still getting the same amount of time of us. And in the meantime, enjoy the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Sportsman. <laughs> you look very warm in that Yankees pool. Yeah, you sure fucking do, yeah, man. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice and cozy. Uh, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube, to the Instagram, fire questions in there, and Mr. Anderson will field them back to us. Gentlemen, let's just jump right into it today. Uh, there's not much else going on. I ain't talking about basketball. We're going to jump right into football. Um, Let's start with, you know what, let's start with last Thursday's game, one of the biggest blowouts I've ever seen, one of the most non-competitive games I've ever seen that resulted in the firing of a head coach. The Chargers went to Oak, went to Las Vegas um, and got their ass beat, 63-21. to 21. Mikey V, what did you see there? Best thing that could ever happen to that franchise, if you're, if you're a fan of that team, Staley, I mean, they were just prolonging the inevitable. I mean, it was, this guy should have been gone last year. Um, They're prolonging the inevitable. Herbert's out, you know, let him recuperate, let him heal, focus on who you're going to bring in to, to groom him and, and groom the rest of that team to be as competitive as you were supposed to be or projected to be over the last couple of years with all the talent that you have on offense. Some of the star players you have on defense, this is really, I mean, this this is the best thing that could have happened to the Chargers. I know it was ugly. If you're a Chargers fan watching it, I'm sure it was something that like, it was like a train wreck situation where you just couldn't look away. Uh, but the Raiders looked, looked unstoppable. I mean, the Raiders did anything and everything they wanted, trick plays. I mean, it was, just, it was, it was to the point where it was ridiculous. I mean, it was ridiculous. It looked as if the Chargers didn't even practice. I, it looked it looked like the Chargers spent the entire week on the golf course and just showed up to play on a short week and maybe figured, well, you know, the Raiders, it's a short week. Maybe they didn't, you know, prepare as that much either. And they got run off the field. I, I, that was one of the sicker beatdowns that I've ever witnessed, period, in the NFL. And uh, that's it. Best case scenario for the Chargers. Staley out. Finally, now you figure out who's going to be the guy to, to come in and, and groom Herbert. Joe? I mean, I said this Easton stick is one of the worst I've ever seen. This kid looks scared, petrified, whatever adjective you want to use. He 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 looked he looked horrific from start to finish. Um, and you know what? It's it's uh it almost looked like uh, you know, if you're in Vegas, you wouldn't know. Uh it almost looked like the Harlem Globetrotters decided to play football for a week instead of <laughs> basketball because it was just every time you looked, there was another touchdown being scored. It was an obliteration. But you know, I do agree with what Mikey says. Sometimes, you know, in order to improve, you gotta hit rock bottom sometimes. And I think, you know, they were probably gonna wait till the end of the season, it looked like to to fire this guy. People were calling for his head for the last two seasons, and for whatever reason, they stuck by him. Um, and I think, you know what, if you're a Chargers fan, listen, it's, it's, you got good pieces. There's a ton of injuries. There's a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of things that you can still rest your head on and know that you got some, you know, at least promising up, you know, future opportunities with Herbert and guys like Eckler and Keenan Allen, they, they've had Mike Williams out. They've had a ton of injuries. So I, I think they'll be okay, but damn, that was a tough, tough watch. I turned it off after at half. I turned it off. 
I stuck with it. I stuck with it. Well, what I else? Had Jacoby Myers playing, but it's like after forty nine nothing. Like the guy's not going to catch any more balls. It's. it's but I'll tell you, you know? what. I'll tell you what. I'm by no means going to stand here and say that Easton Stick is a good quarterback or had a good night. But if you look just on paper, he actually finished with two hundred and fifty seven yards, three he had touchdowns, an eighty yard touchdown pass. Yeah, no, I, I'm, no. I'm not going to. I'm not hanging that whole game on Easton. Stick. No, I'm not no. either. But I'm, I'm not saying, saying he's I, great. But it just I'm not blaming him the, on the whole game. The Tick. defense, saying, which has been a liability. The Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers lost the second they stepped off the off the bus. I mean, they lost the game as soon as they stepped off the bus, the game was over. Nobody, nobody showed up for them. Not a single player showed up for them. Offense, defense, special teams, all three Steve phases. Staley said these things happen as if <laughs> as if well, this is uh, a common point, occurrence. Listen, Staley knew. Staley knew because when the reporter, that was the second half of that answer. The first half was when the reporter asked him, do you expect to be coaching this team tomorrow? And he, he said, I don't know. He knew. He knew. If you're answering, I don't know, you know. You know yeah. that you're gone. It was a foregone conclusion. Richard Sherman was calling for the guy's job at halftime, as was I. I said he should have got fired at halftime. Richard Sherman said he should be the first ever coach to be fired at halftime. I guess if you're going to get fired, you might as well go out in a blaze of glory in Las Vegas. At least there's yeah, a lot, I mean, of, you're in Vegas. lot of things to keep you yeah. happy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vegas. Could be worse places. You could get fired in Idaho. You know, yeah. no disrespect. Oh, no disrespect. Poor Idaho and Iowa. No, just getting, no disrespect just to Idaho. I mean, if you're going to get canned, I'd rather get canned, canned. In, I'd rather get canned in Vegas than a lot of other places. Yeah, I got to imagine he wasn't on that PJ back to San Diego. Back to <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He hung back. He hung back. Got himself a hotel room. I would room. hang back. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, let's move on to uh, another great game. Didn't end the way uh, one of us would have liked, um, but the Bears went to Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> seemed to have that game in control most most of the game. Um, the score never necessarily showed it, but the, just watching the game, the Bears looked like they had control the whole time until the fourth quarter. Uh, the Bears ended up losing 17-20. to 20. Uh, Mikey, talk me through that. I mean, I thought the score showed it in the fourth quarter. You're up 10 points uh, with the defense that they have right now, how hot that defense is, arguably. I mean, they're a top five with a bullet defense, in my opinion. But the way they've been playing, I mean, they've been playing like the top unit in the league. I mean, they force three three takeaways a game, it feels like, every game. I mean, and the one that Eddie Jackson got this week, he almost returned it for a touchdown. The issue with the Bears is this, and it's been the issue for as long as I can remember. They have absolutely no offensive consistency for the brief time period that they did some years back when they did have some offensive consistency. Their defense was bad, um, so it was a bad time for them to have it with Cutler. They had it for a very brief period of time with Cutler, Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett, Matt Forte. Right now, they have no offensive consistency. It's DJ Moore. And Justin Fields and Cole Komet trying to just make things happen. Fields still just trying to do everything he possibly can back there. But it's just not working out. And, and you know, I put out a tweet that Fields was gone at the end of this game because I really feel like it's just not working with him. So there's either two things that the Bears could do. They, they, they either have to clean house of the coaching staff, which Matt Eberflus is going to have some leg to stand on because – he turned a defense into one of the top units in the league when they yeah. when they acquired Montez Sweat. But outside of Montez Sweat, one guy, yes, he changes what the defense looks like, but he's still the defense is playing better all around the field. The, the run defense is tops in the league. It was before Sweat got there. So a D-line that was much maligned, he had playing well. The secondary is picking balls off three, three times a game. Pick so, six, too. He's going to have that to rest on somewhat, um, but there's only two options for the Bears moving forward. You either got to get rid of the whole coaching staff, keep fields, this draft equity that they have build around them, or you reset the clock on the quarterback. I don't know what the right decision is. I think Ryan Poles is better than people give him credit for. I think he's done a fine job. Their offensive line still not where it needs to be. They need more playmakers on the offense outside of DJ Moore because Darnell Mooney is, is terrible. Oh. And I'm not, and I'm not, you know, he he's had some nice years, but he, this year, he is no, nowhere to be found. I mean, he is not even serviceable at this point and outside of him, they have nobody to catch the balls besides Komet and he's a tight end. So disappointing loss for sure. 
but I'm so used to it. I'm numb to it. I, I really have become numb to it. Yeah. You it's didn't just, go off the rails at all. I thought you were going to freak so out. You, I'm bro. I'm just, it's, it's, it's sad that it's come to this point. I just expect the worst out of them all the time. But I after last week, the we, absolute thought, worst. we thought maybe a wild card spot. And now this well, week we're, listen, talk, I, we're talking. I was, I was all decked out. I was rooting for him. I was rooting <laughs> vehemently for him, but the writing was on the wall. As soon as Amari Cooper caught that touchdown that pass, was a the writing was on touchdown. the wall. That was, that was the end of it. And that's my issue with Justin Fields. Justin Fields has had so many opportunities in the fourth quarter to go out and either close a game out or go win a game. And yes, his receivers have dropped balls. Yes, his play caller has called abysmal plays, Luke Getze. That's That's been happening for two years. I, I get that. I, I get it. The bottom line is some quarterbacks in this league just still find a way to get it done, and he has not. And that's consistent. And that's his consistency makes them very inconsistent offensively. And that's my issue. And, and people people try to twist that like, oh, you're just hating on Fields. You won't find a bigger Justin Fields supporter or fan than me. I've loved the kid since he was at Ohio State when he transferred from Georgia. It's just not working. It hasn't worked, and it continues to not work. Two options, like I said. We'll see. Joe? Uh, the Bears looked for like 75% of that game, three-quarters of the game. They looked in complete control. Yeah. I picked up their defense in both fantasy leagues because I saw – this defense has passed the eye test on multiple occasions. And by the way, I'm going to play them against the Falcons too this week because I think they're going to have another really Card good game. Cardinals. Cardinals. Oh, Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. So I knew yeah, it was but still, still a great matchup though. I still think it's a great matchup. So here's the thing is that the Bears defense are playing lights out. They're picking balls off. They're, Mikey V is right. When you get turnovers in the NFL and you fail – to convert and and make the other team pay on the on the defensive side of the ball and score points, the the turnovers are they're 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 meaningless and 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 Fields shows moments of brilliance and then it looks like he just it's almost like he's in a coma out there at certain times because it's like he doesn't know what's going on he's just running around with the ball like making bad decisions. This being said, I do think the Bears are going to stick with him. I I think. I saw some statistics during the game, Mikey. He has his over the last five weeks, he, he's been playing much better football. So, I mean, you got to take it in strides, little bits and pieces at a time. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. We saw that with the Packers, with Jordan Love. You make a big step forward and then they take a two steps yeah. back. So, that's the progression. It's the hardest position in sports. What do you gain if you go out and get a brand new quarterback? and bring him in. I think you're better off bringing another really solid piece in like a Marvin Harrison Jr. Give him more weapons, give him more ability. He shows that he can make the plays. I think they'll keep him. I don't think they're going to get rid of him, but what do I know? I I, yeah, I, 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 I just think that, and I agree, Joe, I, I agree that it's, you're not going to plug in Caleb Williams on this team as is, and Caleb Williams yeah. is going to do better. You're, no. you're just not, not with this play caller, not with this offensive line and not with only one legitimate Look at Bryce Young this year. Threat. I mean, he's horrible. Yeah. He's, he's bad. The bears roster is certainly a lot better than the Panthers. I, but I, I agree. But even, I'm saying the CJ Strouds of the world that happens very rarely, Mikey. Yeah, I, I think the, the whole thing is going to be money. You know, do they do they want to reset the clock on the quarterback position, which would allow them to do a lot of other things that they could potentially do to bring in more players uh, to support the overall roster? My opinion, I think they have enough draft equity to still do it on the cheap with all the rookies that they're going to bring in on rookie deals. Harrison will be, yeah. in theory, Harrison could be under a rookie deal. Uh, the starting offensive lineman where they get – uh, the kid from Penn State, or they get Joe Alt from Notre Dame, or they go edge rusher Dallas Turner from Alabama, or they get Latu from UCLA. All those guys, those are all going to be rookie deals. So, you know, the major money is going to be Jalen Johnson, the corner who they're going to have to pay because he's a top three corner. He's actually the number nice. one rated PFF corner in the league right now. So they're going to have to pay him, but otherwise that money could be, could go elsewhere They've already paid I, sweat, I'm, right? I, yeah, they've already paid sweat for year extension. He looks like a game wrecker. He I looks mean, this unbelievable. Guy, he's unbelievable. Um, the issue, I just listen. I, I, I don't know. I, I really, I'm at a loss. Fields to me, I've watched him so many times now. I could tell you, I don't know if he'll ever be consistent enough to, to, to win in this league as it stands with this organization. Maybe a change of scene. Maybe a whole new offensive scheme install. But as it stands, 
the three opportunities, the three seasons I've seen him play as a starter, I've seen way too much inconsistency, way too much. He should have thrown two interceptions in that game. He got fucked because that one interception on the Hail Mary at halftime was not an interception, but he should have thrown two. If you watch that whole game, he hit two guys in the hands from the Browns that just didn't pick the ball off. Sure. It's still there, the bad decision-making, the holding the football too long, the fumbling when he holds the football too long. Those things are all still there three years later. It's a very difficult – I don't envy Ryan Poles because this is a very, very difficult decision to make. He's, it got, is. he's got a ton working against him, though. That He's working with one of the worst offensive lines. He's working with not much after DJ Moore, like you said, after him. Oh, I agree. It's I Cole Komet, who, as good as he is, he drops just as many as he does. Now, I, I've, I've seen him this, drop this quite year, a number. This year, I would say Cole Komet's been – and I've been talking about Cole Komet. This he's year, good he's, this he's, year. he's been night and day better this year, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, he's been he's, better. He's he has. Better. He's and lived then, up to the billing. And tight end normally takes a long time to develop. Yeah. Rookie tight ends usually don't do well. Second year tight end. So if Cole Komet, it looks like he's ascending to maybe a consistent top five tight end in the league. That's oh, a tremendous five. weapon. I think he'll be yeah. a top five guy. I really do. Maybe I like, five yeah, or six. I hope for you guys. But right then the after French. that, it's Darnell Mooney. Like you said, <laughs> the guys just – He stinks. Uh, so really Chase he's throwing it – Chase Claypool was Chase supposed Claypool. to be the number yeah. two, and that was a complete so – He's got no receivers. Disaster. He's got no offensive line. And I agree, Ted. Said, and as you said, the play calling is abysmal. So he's got and three major things that are supposed to support a quarterback not supporting and, a quarterback. And that's why I personally would give him one more year. I just don't think that yeah. if you had a gun to my head right now, what I think the bears are going to do, I think they're going to draft a quarterback. What I would do though, is I would keep them one more year. You build that roster, give them a zero excuse year. Yeah. A true zero excuse year and see what you have. But yeah, I'd agree with that too. Um, but I tell you what though, over the course of the last two weeks with the win against the Vikings and the win against the Lions, I started seeing Bears fans become who they really are again. I started seeing some arrogance, some, some wild card uh, um, aspirations. <laughs> These Bears fans started I'm, – Mikey, I'm not saying you necessarily. I'm just saying in general the fan base started <laughs> ballooning again saying – Well, that's the problem. This team I mean, better be thick. This team – you better watch out for the Bears. And I'm like, oh, this is who they really are when they this don't is suck the problem. all the this time. Is the yeah, but you know what? At some point, you got it. I mean, ticket, I agree I with you. I was starting you to see – you got no, but you got to have some sympathy for a fan base. Oh, no, I have really sympathy, but not these guys much, much in terms of these success. guys got some Philly in them though. When when they start getting better, wow. they've got a little bit of Philly in them when they start getting better. Um, How about Philly losing last? Yeah, night? well, on that let's note, just talk let's, about it. Let's move to Philly let's, taking on the oh, Seahawks. Ticket looks. I tell you what, man. Ticket everything he said. Every every single complaint and 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 thing that he was worried about this with this team for weeks and they were winning and the and the, everything was peachy i tell you what it's starting to come to fruition tick i owe you an apology because the way they blew that game last night oh my god i i i, I they're in trouble they're in trouble right now and the Cowboys have never looked well, – I mean, the Cowboys well, up until this week have never looked better. So I guess you're okay because the Cowboys looked horrible. The NFL is so bizarre, man. The NFL week-to-week is – it's a head-scratcher league. <laughs> Mikey. Uh, I mean, listen, uh, <laughs> the Eagles um, – listen, first drive. I mean, you talk about setting the tone on that first drive. They ate up half the quarter drove it right down Seattle's throat and scored a touchdown. And I said, okay, watching that first quarter. And then they go up, uh, you know, 10, nothing early watching that first quarter. Um, to me, I was like, okay, the, the first play right out of the gate, get, get hurts rolling out, running 15 yards. Just, just bizarre decision-making by Jalen hurts, bizarre coaching on the last play throwing the ball deep for the oh. game ending interception rather than hitting uh gain well underneath for the check down, know where you are, know the scenario, know how much time, just be aware, be cognizant. Don't be a hero. Don't try and play, you know, w win immediately, uh, you know, win the game, end the game ball there uh, on that deep shot. Just the Eagles are like an enigma. They, they they're, they're offensively inadequate. They, they can't keep pace with, with, with their defense. Defense was fine last night. 
up until Once. the last drive. I mean, the defense was fine. Once. You give up 20 points with the Philly Eagles offense. If you only give up 20 points, you should win that game nine times out of 10. Mm-hmm. You should. Uh, but they got to get back to running the football yeah. and just forcing it, just forcing the run as much as you don't want to. And as much as you want to play with your fancy toys, Smith, AJ Brown, Goddard, Goddard, by the way, those are like run plays. They hit Goddard early and often on that first drive. They were, they were peppering him a little bit. That's what I want to see more of pepper Goddard work off play action, roll Jalen Smith, uh, 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 Jalen hurts out uh, with a little RPO with Swift and Gainwell, and that's how I think that's the formula for the Eagles to win. Keep the ball in your possession as long as you can. They did it on the first drive, and they won the quarter easily. That's what they need to do every time they get the rock. I understand people want to see the deep ball. I understand you're paying those guys a lot of money, and they're they're the jersey guys, right? Everybody buys the Devontae Smith jersey, the A.J. Brown jersey. I get it. But the bread and butter to win the formula, I think, is on the ground for Philly, and they got to do more of it, even if it's not working. Just keep. keep well, no, but Swift back. looked solid last time. I mean, that's why bad. I'm just. It just. It just. It mystifies me sometimes. I just think these coaches just outsmart. I, we've said it before here multiple times. These coaches just <laughs> outthink themselves sometimes. I. I don't think it's as as complicated as as it's made out to be. Well, before I, I get into the vitriol, the venom that I'm about to spew on this fucking team, uh, let me let me just address that first drive thing because so many teams come out and then they'll live bet the Eagles after a first drive because we are the best first drive team in football. We score like 80% of something like 80% of the time on first yeah. drives. Yep. And and then the team and then the team falls uh, yeah. apart. Well, the <laughs> I followed Mikey into that fire last night. What a nightmare that was. The Not Eagles a, just that, the Eagles just I took agree. too much time. They I took agree. Too, they did their job. They did exactly what you're supposed to that do. That eight minute first, first drive over. was in. <laughs> yeah, us. it was just insane. I mean, they couldn't have done it in five minutes. I but mean, so they but, score on that first drive, and then they they they, yeah. they fold like a cheap suit usually for uh, the next two quarters and come back alive in the fourth quarter and end up winning the game. This time they they just they folded for the the rest of the game. Um, Nick Sirianni is a crumb bum scumbag moron con man. This guy <laughs> should not have a head coaching job. I uh, need to go back and figure out how he got it in the first place. This guy doesn't know his ass from his head. He is a fucking moron. He doesn't know how <laughs> to get the guys ready. He doesn't know which D coordinator to pick because they maybe they both suck, but he doesn't know how to pick them to begin with. The offensive coordinator calls the same Four plays the whole game. He looks like someone who just learned how to play Madden and you've got that whole fucking playbook to, to work with, but you just go back to your same four yeah. plays, the slant play, the option play, and, and then you run with Swift up the B gap. That Those are the only <laughs> plays that they run, and that's why it works. That You catch everyone off guard. You're like, wow, the talent all over the field, and they run those three plays. And then the rest of the, the game, the team we score on that first drive. The rest of the game, the team's like, they're running the same four plays. Let's just guard them. And then, then we can't <laughs> fucking score. This team is in such disarray. I know Jalen Hurts was sick last night. I I I'm I'm really leaning on the fact that he I want to say that he's not all he's cracked up to be. I'm not about to say that just yet. He was sick. Um, I don't think the offensive coordinator is helping out him out whatsoever. I don't think his head coach is helping him out whatsoever whatsoever but when you got the talent and you got the toys that he's got and he is throwing ridiculous touch uh interceptions last night we yes we gave up that fucking touchdown to uh, jackson smith and jigba never should have happened bradbury's a fucking scumbag uh but neither here nor there we had three timeouts we had 35 seconds like that we got a great run play up to like the 45 or the or the 50 something like that we yeah. needed 10 yards. We needed yeah. 10 yards. Uh, Ken- Kenneth world, Gainwell, world, Kenneth Gainwell was kicker. wide open to go grab those 15 yards. Kicker. You call a timeout. We've got one of the best kickers in the game. Yeah. Jalen Hurts throws 40 yards <laughs> down the field to A.J. Brown. That and was shocking, this, this guy man. made a great catch, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, love, him. Made, a great, love but, made a great play. But, but. but why was that ball thrown to begin with? And I, I don't know if that was a call. Two play, timeouts. But Jalen Hurts, even if that was called, you had a guy. You need to know you need ten to fifteen yards, and you got a guy right there ready to go fucking grab it. 
call it on, you know, go to your second read and give it to that guy. That was unbelievable. By the way, Gainwell, Gainwell probably gets 20 yards on that yeah, play. Yeah, he sure does. And it's an he easy 47, 50-yard field goal for, uh, for, for Elliott. So, you know, all across the board, I'm starting to, to think that we need some sort of overhaul with the coaching staff for sure. And then it's jury's out. We're going to find out more the rest of the season, whether Jalen Hurts can really fucking handle it. I hope he was just sick. I hope he was just sick. And that's why he made so many boneheaded errors. But the defense, I've been saying it all year, has sucked. They gave up the most points. One of the teams to give up what some of the most in football. Last night, we switched from Desai to Patricia. I'll give him the benefit, benefit of the doubt. Mikey V said it best. He gave up 20 points with the Eagles offense. You should win. But I'm not yes. going to give that Eagles defense a pass for the whole season. There's a lot of fucking problems no. there. Bradbury stinks. The whole secondary stinks. When Slay's not there, it's a total problem, and that's what happened last night. And the Eagles offense, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I, we have one of the best offensive lines. We have the best receivers, and we have a great running back, and we, we're supposed to have one of the best quarterbacks in football, and we just can't make it work. Team stuck. Sucks, man. We're frauds. Right now, we're, we're absolutely frauds. And we are on our way to one of the most unmiraculous, most unexciting first-round playoff uh, losses you've ever seen. Bye bye. See, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about oh, that, Tim. Joe. We can't beat anyone good. Joe. You see how bad the bottom be- of the NFC is? <laughs> yeah, we just played one of them and lost. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fair enough. I was I was concerned with Jalen Hurts in the post game presser. Whatever he said about, uh, he made a comment that was very very bizarre about. What did um, he say? Something about the commitment. Yeah. yeah, he was like, guys aren't. That's that is a scathing indictment on Sirianni, uh, if yeah, not on anybody else. That is a scathing indictment I, I on Sirianni. That he's not a huge Sirianni guy. Like he's, I don't. Think oh, you, oh, you yeah. think? You think? Yeah. yeah. No, of course he's not. He doesn't. He's been the coach of the team since Sirianni fucking got there. Yeah, I, 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 I was taken back by that. I mean, how could you not? You should be if you're on that Philly team with the guys that you have around you. I mean, you should be more committed and excited than. And 90% of the other players on these other teams who don't have a realistic shot to win the whole thing. The Eagles, if they got their act together, would be the favorite. I mean, they would be one of the favorites with the Niners. I mean, they have, they're to me in the NFC, the only team that could match the Niners on paper is Philly. That's it. Dallas, Dallas is close. Dallas is close. They, they could match the talent on paper. But really, to me, I think Philly on paper is, is more talented than the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion. Now, Dallas's defense, better defense, okay. I still, for whatever reason, I still think that Philly has some good players on that defense. But talent-wise, on paper, like, how could you not be committed, motivated, and ready to rock and roll playing for a team like that? You just, you're just coming off a fresh NFC title, and you, you, you're, you got 10 wins. Maybe these yeah. guys got, maybe these guys got complacent. Maybe, they, maybe they got a little complacent, but. I would imagine that that post-game presser from Jalen Hurts, I would expect Philly to have a wild week of practice this week. Oh, man. And I would not want to play the Eagles next all week. This week I, has I, shown I me, all this week has shown me is that the San Francisco 49ers are in a different league yeah, they than are. everyone a, else the, the Niners are in the, the NFC. They, they it's are. not – I mean, and they're yeah. going out, they're beating teams like Arizona. They're handedly beating them. Like, you, you saw the Packers – some of these teams you think that they might have an uprisal or they might look good and they just fold. The, the 49ers are as legit when they have a healthy Debo Samuel, when Purdy has time in the pocket and when they're running with McCaffrey, which is always, uh, they look unstoppable on offense and their defense is so good at causing turnovers and, 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 and they just hold their own on both sides of the football I, I can't see anyone in the NFC touching them right now. I, I really can't. Yeah. I mean, they walked into Philadelphia already and, and beat the shit out of us. So it's already like if we even somehow got a uh, home field advantage, well, they've already done it. They've already come to us and beat the shit out of us. So who's to say they can't do it again? They're, they're, uh, they're ahead against everybody, man. They, they're just a complete football team with a, good, well with, a with a great coaching staff. They're very um, well coached. That's all there is to it with, with them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. Um, let's move on here to two of the scarier teams in the league. Um, one of them really on a roll beat the shit out of the other one. Cowboys rolled into uh, Orchard Park here, and and the Bills and Josh Allen really are starting to come alive. They beat the Cowboys 31-10. to 10. Joe, uh, walk me through that. I mean, this normally you, you talk about a big Bills win, and you talk about Josh Allen and how much he dominated the game. The bottom line is he didn't have to do anything, really. That's, James that's, Cook. That is the scary thing. James Cook thing. Has and I sat him in our league on Brilliantly Dumb League. He has in the last two three weeks. I was saying this to you before, Tick. I don't understand why they weren't giving him the ball more and giving him more opportunities. They're trying to force Latavius Murray and other guys in the mix. Yeah, this guy is a game changer. He makes plays. He can catch the ball. He can run. He. But not only that, they they were dominating in the trenches. They were bullying Dallas like. Every run play, it seemed they were getting five, six, seven, eight yards at a time. And it was with ease. That is, if you win a football game by running the ball down somebody's throats, and it's an actually one of the better defenses in the league, and they just can't stop you, that is as scary to me as a quarterback going out and just playing unbeatable football. Because when you run the ball that well, it opens everything up play action it opens up all these that they have they can't they have to load the box to try to stop you and it opens up and you got guys like Diggs and you got guys like I mean Kincaid didn't do anything but Josh didn't have to do much I will say he he made some big timely runs and smart decisions with the ball but this Bills team has gone from looking like they don't know how to play to looking like again like a perennial team in the league defensively they were all over Dak like he didn't have time to make decisions I don't even know how many sacks he had in the game but it seemed like every third play was a sack or a pressure on Dak so I tell you what man Buffalo has shown they have stepped up to the plate and they are beating good teams and now they get a Chargers team with no coach and no fucking prospects. They're they are they are well on their way, and they have a real chance of winning the AFC East as it stands today. Not just going in as a wild card, and that is a team that is starting to peak at the right time. And that's what it's all about in the NFL. When do you play your best football? When you play your best football, end of December, going into January, that's scary because that's playoff time, and that's when you want to see your team running all cylinders. Kudos to the Buffalo Bills; they look good. Dallas just got steamrolled. They. They got some real questions to ask, and I tell you what, man, the AFC is so much better than the NFC. It's not even close. It's it's kind of sad because that we're not used to seeing that for many years, Mikey. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know. I, I mean, people, I don't know. I I don't think anybody. I, I think the best team in the league is an NFC team. So that's, yeah, that's, but I'm saying if you put up the best five teams in the AFC against the best five teams in the NFC. Yeah. I, I, I would say between the Ravens, the bills are a team that, that, that the record doesn't even well, show the bills. I was, I was going to say, so eight days ago, I put in after that Kansas city game, I put in a future for the bills to win the AFC at plus 900. Okay. Wow. Today it's at plus six fifty after what yeah. they did uh, against Dallas. Um, I think the bills now, I have two teams and my future to win the AFC preseason was the Ravens. So I'm sitting very, it was almost like a hedge because I do think at the end of the day, the AFC will be represented in the Super Bowl by either the Ravens or the bills today. I think if they played on a neutral field, I think the bills would win. And for a multitude of reasons, the Ravens, unfortunately, this team, you want to talk about a team who just Injuries, cannot man. avoid the injury bug to lose cave Mitchell the way that he was playing and the, the spark that he gave that run game, it's that's a that's a bad loss for Baltimore. Um, I just think that that Buffalo, when they play as a team, and if Allen could 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 put together a, a Josh Allen game three weeks in a row in the playoffs, nobody's going to beat them. In my in my opinion, if they play the Ravens' the running game, is still okay with Gus Edwards and Hill. It's like okay. they still have. It's, okay. it's not like he's okay. They, they were kind of mixing them in, but I, agree. I like Mitchell, Mitchell was explosive. I like Mitchell explosive. a lot because he was the he was the he was the lightning. He was kind of like uh, yes, like well, uh, Miami's a bad example because Mostert's just as fast too. But it, <laughs> it's kind of like with a chain in in Miami, like that yeah. kind of guy. You want to keep that guy because he's great for change of pace, stretch stuff, toss stuff. Can can you know expand the edge of the defense a little bit, but 
The Bills, utterly impressive, but more so the Dallas Cowboys, man. The Dallas Cowboys, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. The Dallas Cowboys every year do the same exact thing. They look like a superstar team, but whenever they got to play a real good team in an adverse condition, in their building, or not under the perfect circumstances of the Dallas Dome, they just show their true colors. That was a miserable performance by Dallas. Miserable performance. And it's the same thing every single year with the Cowboys. And Cowboys fans, forget it. I mean, you talking to Cowboys fans, <laughs> extremely, extremely. The only Cowboys fan I know that's very realistic, who actually is overly so and shits on them. He's got like ticket almost with the Eagles is Mike Lodato, my friend Mike. He He's a lifelong Cowboys fan. Talk shit. On, it says they're going to lose every week. He's like, we're going to lose because Dak stinks. <laughs> the blow it, the blow it, the blow it. In this instance, I really, really believed. I thought that Dallas was going was gonna to show something Sunday. I'm not saying they were going to win, but I really thought Dallas was going to was going to shock a lot of people. They laid a fucking egg, and the Bills right now look like the team in the AFC that would be the the last team I would select them. I'll put it this way, Joe: forget about neutral field against the Ravens. If I had a choice and I had to advance, I got to play the Ravens or the Bills. I'd probably choose the Ravens over the Bills. Yeah. Right now, I think if you if you gave me the best mm. Super Bowl, it's and it's it, NFC AFC, it's 49ers Bills. I think that that would be a tremendous game. The way both teams are playing right now, well, you're, gonna get nine, is, you're gonna get Niners Ravens this week. I believe yeah. Niners Ravens yeah. this week. Which yeah. and you know be. who's gonna win that game? The Baltimore Ravens. Sounds like it's wow. Joe Dallas pick of the week. Sounds, Sounds like, like well, we're not picking on this episode. Apparently, that's we're for gonna, the next episode. Oh, right, we're gonna right, keep right. those guests coming in. Those, yeah. those, those viewers, little chopping at the bit. Yeah. <laughs> although, although I was horrible on my picks of the week this week, I, I, I you know why? Because you broke your system. I know you I did two picks. Yeah, it's I, I, true. I did. It's I did. Insane. By, by, by so the way, hot. that. By the way, I got banged on that Bengals game by half a point. I, I, yeah, I know that's that why is I what gave, it is. I gave, but that you know, game the one thing is, is sometimes, sometimes people buy into the system. I, I should never have bought into Tommy Cutlets and the and the New York Giants. They they looked as bad as you could possibly be. I part of it is I just hate the Saints. I, I it's not that I hate. I just I don't believe in the Saints so much. But the defense was so good that they, it didn't even matter. It didn't my even Saints, matter. My, my Saints are back. Back, yeah. yeah they, they hey, by the way, they're in a wild card spot now because my Packers just shot those <laughs> the entire season away in the last two games. Yeah. You want to talk? I, 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 uh, disappointment, Mikey, that you felt from the Bears. I have not been more disappointed in the team. Uh, and, and I get, I get it. We've had uh, great seasons. I, I expected the Packers this year going in the season that they were going to be whatever, but for them to go and beat the Lions in Detroit and then go and beat the Chiefs at a primetime game on Sunday night. And then they go to Giants, and I say, okay, you know what? It's a, a ticket set. It, you know, it's a it's a game. They're a back to game. back, back to back. But then to go home traveling. against another team that's at a, home. That's a bad loss against bad Baker loss. Mayfield and the loss. Bucks. And yeah. they're by the way, they made card. they made Baker look like fucking <laughs> Y.A. Tittle. This team doesn't get Jeez. rid of Joe Barry. I I, I swear to God, well, I'll man. I'll tell you, you what talk happened, about, Joe. I I cursed you. I cursed you. Yeah, and you I, know what? Yeah. I, I cursed you. When you yeah. gave the, the game of the week, I said, Ticket, yeah. why are you doing this to me? There's some, seri- there's some serious, <laughs> serious issues DMing with me. that. There's people like are somebody DMing me saying the Ticket has a hex on Somebody needs to call the Ghostbusters. Uh, I know. To get over to Ticket's place because this guy, man, this guy. <laughs> it's almost like he could future. not hit, and all due respect, he could not hit water if he fell out of a fucking <laughs> house, But But if you're smart, maybe you've been using the fade system with Ticket and sure. you owe him. Him. You owe him by that because listeners of the sportsman the automatic. He picks the Loss. automatic. Winner. I tell you what, it's though, just on the other side. I tell you what, I've been calculating the numbers. When you look at all the games, my record's not really that bad. It's when I pick just the, my game of the week. No, no, I, I'm saying I said last week I don't call them that anymore. I say Have a game I really one? like. He's won one, I think. I won the I first won week one. of the year and have lost the next fourteen. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, listen. If you're a sportsman listener Holy at this point, if you just shit. bet against tickets, pick of the that's week. That's what I'm saying, Mike. Yeah, you should who almost. Who, should the, almost... who do the Panthers play this week? Because the Packers. Panthers, <laughs> the Packers. All right. Take, yes. Take take take, uh, take take Panthers money line. We need you to take Panthers money line because I need the Panthers to fucking lose on Sunday. I can. Well, we also. I'm in a tight race with the Panthers. Yo, please don't say that. 
Please they might say I, that. The Packers are so bad these last two games. Dude, I'm telling Panthers, you right now. The Panthers? They just beat the Falcons. The they beat the Falcons. Yeah, but that game, that was a monster. That game was a weird game. It was a monsoon. The Packers it was in Carolina. Well, I'm telling is you, game, Mike, is this game in Green Bay? It's in Carolina, I think. Okay, well, well I, even still, Joe, the Bears beat the Panthers. You can't lose to the Panthers. Listen, man, I'm I need those you, I Panthers be to win because point. because I, I'm in a tight race with them for who's getting the better record this season. No, we I need can't. The, root for, I can't root I, for I need the Panthers. That's right. That's no, I'm right. saying I need the Packers to win because I need oh, okay. the, the Panthers okay. to stay yes, on the yes. floor. I'll just pick the Panthers' money line and we're set. That's right. That's what I'm going to do. But <laughs> I mean, I think um, if you. Mikey, you might almost for your only subs, you might just put in like a sub segment to help promote the sportsman. Sub pick of the week, tickets pick of the week, go against it. <laughs> yeah, the fake, the fake, the fake ticket only subs pick. I can go ahead and guarantee you if I started that this week, ticket would win. Ticket no, would but it win. Would, it would be hilarious just true, to see how, how long it, it would. It would be funny to see how long it goes for. Just That's to, true. That's yeah. true. It could um, be a funny little bit, you know? All right, gentlemen, for time's sake here, let's roll into uh, our next segment, which is who's a problem. Um, Joe, who is a problem this week for you? Joe Barry of the Packers, de- <laughs> defensive coordinator. I-, I didn't get to finish my rant, man. You you make a guy like Baker Mayfield, friend of the pod, wish him nothing but the best, but you make him look like, I mean, you made him look like Tom Brady this week. It was embarrassing the defensive schemes that we were putting every time we brought pressure, we got sacks or or turnover. We had a turnover, or Mayfield would throw it in the dirt. I don't understand with this team when when especially on the defensive side of the ball, when they drop a defensive scheme that works for the game, it's it's roses, it's wonderful. But when they try to do something and it's not working, for whatever reason, LaFleur, Barry, all the, the entire coaching staff, they failed to make adjustments mid-game. And it was like watching a, like just a, a wheel of just disappointment. Third and nine. Everything was up the middle. Godwin had like 300 yards by halftime, and they didn't, they didn't do anything. They didn't make an adjustment. I, I don't understand it. It's uh, the Packers. I don't expect them to, to do anything massive this year this is our rebuild season i get that but they still have a chance to make a playoffs and when you have a defensive coordinator who can't make a stop and then love brings us down we score a touchdown and then they go back and they let a touchdown it's it was infuriating to me i think this guy needs to go he's a problem uh he hasn't worked out wherever he's gone for like where's he with the browns before us hey, this guy needs to go it's 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 his time in the sun please packers get rid of him and let's move on yeah, I mean, my problem is pretty much you can just go copy and paste the Nick Sirianni thing. I, this guy is the biggest piece of shit, and I don't use that <laughs> word lightly, man. I'm I'm bypassing. You guys have won games. I'm bypassing with them, asshole. I'm bypassing scumbag. This guy is a piece of garbage, man. We've won in spite of him, not because of him. But if you want to see my who's a problem, just go back and rewatch that. Uh, Mikey V, who is a problem for you this week? Uh for me this week, uh, my problem is a good problem, actually. He's a problem in a good way uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals, Jake Browning. I, I, I think this guy, Jake Browning, uh, from Washington, has come in and he has done not a good job. I think he's done a great job spelling Joe Burrow. I'm not saying he's going to Wally Pip Joe Burrow. That's well, certainly not going to happen. But this guy is perhaps making himself some future money. He looks very, very good. Now, you talk about a guy who's in a very ideal situation. Yeah. offensive line has looked a lot better weapons out the ass weapons out there three legitimate pass that touchdown was one, one of the best touchdowns i've ever t. seen t higgins t higgins let me tell you something jamar chase jamar chase everybody wants to talk about jamar chase i'm not <laughs> saying jamar chase is not an electric number one <laughs> i'm telling you right now both of them equally healthy i think it's a lot closer than you guys would say between Chase yeah. and Higgins, I would you really say do. he's the best second receiver yes. in the league? Yes, with a with a better ball. than better than like Jane Waddle and yeah, in better than Miami, better than wow. Jane Waddle, and wow. I like Waddle better like better than Ayuk in in San Francisco. Ayuk is the one to me. I, I mean, Debo am... Debo is like a weird hybrid type of player. I think Ayuk is the one in San Francisco. Okay, so okay. better than Debo. So better than Debo. I do think no. Well. He's a different. He's, up he's there. a I know pure. Higgins is a pure receiver. Yeah, Debo okay, to me okay, is in a, Debo's in a category of his own. Fair enough. But yeah, I do think he's better than Waddle. I, I tell you this: <clears> if I had a choice between the two, that's a very difficult choice to make. Uh, how good is Waddle? Be now Waddle 
obviously this went is not off a good, this is not a good week to argue against Waddle because <laughs> he just went nuclear without Tyreek. Yeah. So it's a bad week to say that. But I'm just saying, I don't know if I've ever seen Jalen Waddle make a play like I saw on Sunday that T. Higgins that made where he caught that ball and then had the awareness. He couldn't even see where he was. He felt where he was. You cannot teach that. He felt where he was on the field and moved and stretched that, that ball. And yeah. it wasn't like he looked to see. He caught it and instantly made the move as he fell. That was one of the more spectacular catches I've ever seen, period, in the league. One of the best plays I've ever seen. But back to Jake Browning. Great game. Comeback win. Dramatic win. He's done an admirable job. It's not like Cincinnati is sneaking games out like the Bears where they only score a touchdown here or there and they win. They've been putting up 28, 27, 30 points, whatever it is. And Jake Browning has done such a great job. And at the end of the game, when he said you should have, he yelled into the camera, you should have never fucking cut me. He yelled that into the camera. Yeah. Because of Minnesota. So he had a little extra juice. I like to see that too. Because for a guy like that, when you're getting emotional like that, that guy has every right in the world to be emotional because he's been cut by several teams before. Right. So hats off to Jake Browning. He's he's my problem for the week. He reminds me of, do you, do you guys remember Matt Castle or like, or Flynn from uh, the Packers? Matt, Matt, Matt sure, Flynn. Sure. These guys who come in and have, like, they, they, they're backups and they do a great job and they do such a good job that then like the Seahawks give them ma a massive deal. This, this reminds me of, he's going to do such a good job that the, the Raiders or New England is going to give him a massive contract and he's just going to lay a fucking well, egg. Yeah. But um, we'll see. Uh, let's move into viewer questions. Let's answer a few of these and then we'll get out of here. Um, first question comes from Devin Garland. This is a serious one. Should the Steelers fire Mike Tomlin? Yes. I think they've lost the, uh, listen, I, I, it's the same question as Bill Belichick with the Patriots. This guy has done amazing things for that franchise and I'm not going to diminish it, but you can't sit here and tell me after going up 13 points this week against the Colts, my lovely Colts. Um, and then absolutely imploding he does he he's lost the locker room man they they looked like as sorry a team as i've seen it, it, it was it was pathetic they never stood a chance they just gave up on that game it seemed um and and i just think it's like they they're losing games that they should be winning they, they, their record is better than what they are um I think it's time to move on. And, and, you know, it's sad because he's been so good for so long, but at some point, if you, if you're not, if you're not making an impact, if the, if the team's not listening to you after a while, I think it's time to, to maybe look on. I love Mike Tomlin. It's nothing, no, nothing against him, but that Steelers team, man, they're, they are in disarray right now. Mikey. Yeah. I, I think it's time for a change for Pittsburgh and it's not really necessarily because I think, you know, Tomlin's not a great coach. I think he's an all time coach. I think he's, he's a really good football coach, but it's definitely, I think it's a time for change. I think that that, that locker room to me seems like it's been eroding over the past several years. I think to me that that's, what's been the, the thing that jumps out at me, a lack of control of that locker room to me, at least it seems between Deontay Johnson's antics, between uh, George Pickens' on-field antics, between the quarterback flux, between, you know, Rudolph and now they're benching Trubisky, but they signed Trubisky originally and uh, all of that going on. I just, and and the fact that he's he's a 500 coach every year, it feels like it's the same record, nine and eight or eight and eight or uh, nine and seven before they went to more games. Um, I just, I, I just think it is a time for a change in Pittsburgh. And they started with Canada and they've been one in three since they got rid of Matt Canada. So I don't want to hear about, oh, it was Matt Canada, you know, there and Steelers fans who want to say, you know, Kenny Pickett hasn't played and no disrespect to Kenny Pickett, but Kenny Pickett was not going out there and winning the Steelers games. He, he, I mean, he wasn't. Yeah. So yeah, yeah uh, to me, I think, I think since Tomlin's Big Ben has not been good or, and he left the team has been different. Yeah, they, listen, they have not been a dominant team for years, and that's understandable. But when you lose a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, that's just it's it's not easy to replace. You know, it's not easy to replace uh, a quarterback like Roethlisberger because Roethlisberger is so much more than a quarterback. Roethlisberger could keep the locker room in order because everyone respects him because he's got the hardware to back it up and he's got the trophies to back it up. So everyone's going to shut the fuck up when he starts talking. Everybody's going to shut up. 
Yeah. They don't have, they don't have that. They don't yeah. have that right now. And you know, TJ Watt, maybe he tries to do it. Maybe he doesn't. I really don't know. Um, but what I do know is that there is a serious lack of, of, it looks like leadership and somebody that, that is like that galvanizes this team. And that usually has to come back from, come from the quarterback. And they don't have that right now. I agree with you guys. I think he should be, he needs to go. It's just his time. I think he's a good coach. I think, I I actually think he's just lost the locker room. I think he's been there too long because he's, his MO is he's a no nonsense. He's a very disciplined coach. He actually, to me, if he left, he'd be a very good candidate for the chargers, a team that needs discipline badly, a team that needs a a, a firm hand someone to rally all this talent and make them into something, mold them into something great. Good I think he'd actually it. do a good job there. Um, and then we'll do one more and we'll get out of here. This is a much sillier question. So I just think it'll move quickly. Um, Owen Diltz. Asked, oh, Owen Diltz. Owen Diltz. Aliens arrive. You can only use one person to represent humans. Who Who is it and why? I'm picking. Aliens are... Get mine out of the way real quick. I'm picking Joey D. Oh, wow. that's going to be my pick. Oh, yeah, I'm using Joey T. Take these aliens to the craps table and, and show them what we're really about, Joe. I think I think they they would think that I'm one of them. Maybe yeah, they, they, maybe <laughs> just right, like right, they yeah. might they might spare Possibly. all of humanity. That's exactly <laughs> right. I might be like this guy's so crazy. We don't even want to deal with this race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would be mine? I put Jet up there, man. They they'd come in. They'd take one look at Jet. They'd be like. I don't want to deal with these guys and then get the hell out of here. Save mankind without even trying. You just try to crack this alien across the face. That's a good My, question. We got one more, Mike. Uh, no, one quick one. Okay. Well, that... Mikey, who's yours? Is, is it Joe? Are you going with Joe it as well? It was me. Okay. No, All I, right. I would, no, no. I would say Sadhguru would be my actual answer. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> you know who okay. that is, Tick? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, so he's like a he's like a ultra pacifist, like soil conservation guy from India. Oh, Very fascinating. Okay. <laughs> Yo, big yoga like yoga guy. Oh, okay, I think he would be good because he would create peace. I feel it's like. a very responsible oh. answer. Or the Rock. The Rock might be a good answer. Yes, yeah. he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a, a quick one comes from Matt Hendry. If you had a walkout song, what would it be? Mm. Layla, for me. Yeah, you love Layla. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That opening guitar riff hits, man. Yeah, it sure does. I kind of want, I kind of want to do the Stone Cold Steve Austin glass break and just <laughs> walk out to that. That'd be pretty sweet. That that actually is very good for Joe. Just pure pure chaos and anarchy. <laughs> I'll go with the the guitar riff in um at the end of uh. There's a song from Boston called Foreplay slash Long Time. I'll go Fuck with that yeah. little guitar riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, gentlemen. That's a, another episode of The Sportsman. We're going to be doing two now, two a week. We're going to give this a shot. We're going to do everything from last week uh, in the first episode of the week and then everything, all of our previews of the next games later on in the week. A couple one-hour episodes. You're still getting two hours from us. Um, in the meantime, like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube, the Instagram. Make sure you fire your questions in there. Mr. Anderson will get them back to us. And gentlemen, another good one. That's Mikey V. Uh, that's Joey D. And I'm the big ticket. And we will see you guys later in the week. Yeah.